Well, welcome to the Miami Church Podcast. My name is Greg, and I am so glad that you are listening right now. Listen, man, life is hard, but we are here to help you. And so I hope you enjoyed today's message. And man, our, our, our real prayer and our real hope is that, that the message today will help you take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. One of our partner churches, supporters of Miami Church, is a church out in Colorado. And, and before COVID, they invited me to come to their church and preach on a Sunday morning. I forget, the pastor called me. He's like, hey, Greg, your story, the challenges you've faced. I mean, you guys have been through so much. I mean, Greg, you've experienced so much pain and so much disappointment and so much frustration. Greg, you, you've experienced so many setbacks. Greg, it's like you're the expert on this. Will you, will you come out? Will you fly out to Colorado and, 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 and speak on this topic? Will you talk about resolve and, and determination? Greg, will you talk about not quitting? Like, keep, keep going. Don't give up. Well, my, my first thought was, well, well, thank you. I mean, that's nice of you to think of me. Unfortunately, I didn't get to go because of COVID, but come on. That's my story? That, that I, mean, I mean, can I have a different story? I mean, if I'm going to be an expert on anything or if I'm going to be an authority on a topic, can, can, can I come up with a different topic? I mean, can I write a different story? I mean, I, I can come up with some better ideas. I mean, how about like how to have billions of dollars and still be down to earth. I mean, I like to try that topic. Or how to be wildly successful and remain generous. I mean, that's a topic I would like to try. Not how to experience pain and setbacks and hardship and frustration and, 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 and to keep going. Not keep going, don't quit, have resolve. I mean, it's, it's true. My wife and I, the past dozen years or so, we have experienced our share of pain and disappointment and frustration and hardship. I mean, we, we have held our dead baby in our arms. We have experienced a crazy amount of challenges and opposition in helping to start this church I mean, it's true. I've experienced more pain and setbacks than I care to recall. And I think this really brings up a good question. Have you ever thought about this? Why do some people quit and others keep going? I mean, why do some quit? Why, why do some people walk away and pack it up and leave while others keep going and show determination and show resolve? I mean, why do some people quit and others keep going. Now, it is worth noting that some quitting is actually good. I mean, you quit smoking or you quit eating junk food. That's, that's probably good. And there are times when quitting is good and actually the best thing to do. But most quitting, or most of the time, quitting gets, gets very painful. Or, or for, for many of you, it's very personal because someone quit on you. 
Someone walked away. Someone walked out. Someone left. I mean, who, who quit on you? I mean, who left? Who walked out? Who gave up? And truth is, many of you right now, you, you have thoughts of quitting. You're going to go, man, Greg, if you just knew how hard it is, Greg, it's just too much. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I can make it. I mean, can I hold on? Can I keep doing this? I mean, how much longer can, can I keep going? And here's what I know. The fact is that life is hard. And life is hard on you. And life is hard on your heart. And life is, it's just hard on your soul. And, and I'm not being negative, I'm just being real. This is just reality. This is the human spirit. Life ha- has, a, has a way of beating you down. And it can cause you just to become bitter and jaded and skeptical. And sometimes your, your life is hard because of you. Because you make a decision or decision or you make choices that are just unhealthy. You make choices that are just flat out wrong. And there are things in life that happen to you because you make choices. You make decisions and because you made those decisions, there's consequences. They're results. But then, and this is where it seems unfair. This, this is where it gets really hard. Sometimes your life is hard because it's just life. And, and there are things in life that just happen, and they happen to you, and accidents happen, and, and sickness, and cancer, and, and pain, and you don't choose them, you can't control them, and they happen, and, the, and they happen to you, and they happen to me, and life is hard. You will face problems and challenges, and it's not going to be easy. In fact, Jesus told it, I mean, John 16 33, these are the words of Jesus. Jesus says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. Look, he says, you will have trouble. Life will be hard. You can just bank on it. Life is going to be hard on your heart. You will have trouble. You're going to experience pain. You're going to experience frustration and disappointment and difficulties. You will have trouble. See, I've come to believe that that life happens, and the key is how you respond. The key is your response. I mean, do you become bitter or better? Do you just give up or do you grow? Do you you become downtrodden or determined? Do Do you retreat or do you show resolve? Resolve, determination, grit. One of the things I love to say to my kids all the time, and it's true, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. How are you going to respond? Now, today I, I want to talk about something that, that, that everybody, you and me, every single person I've met, every single person I've had a conversation with, everyone feels and experiences at some Level and you, you're feeling it now. In fact, if I'm just being honest, almost every week in my life, at some point during the week, usually I'm in my office sitting at my desk and I, I slow down for just a couple of seconds to think. And, and I begin to think about life and my life and my family and our 
church and, and people that I'm friends with. And, and I began looking at my to-do list, and I began about thinking about all the things that I want to accomplish and all the things I need to accomplish. I, I began looking at the obstacles and the challenges, and, and I began to think about all the people that are counting on me, all the people who are depending on me. And at that moment, I began feeling completely and utterly overwhelmed. Can I, can I keep going? I mean, it just feels like too much. Can I make it? Am I going to make I mean, how much longer can I do this? I mean, when was the last time you just felt completely and utterly overwhelmed? I mean, can I keep going? Can, can I do this? Life is just too much right now. And what happens this causes stress. It causes anxiety. It causes fear. It causes panic. And for some of us, it causes us to want to retreat or it causes us to want to just lash out. And there's just so much. I mean, COVID has just made everything so complicated. And, and school's starting next week and there's assignments and projects and papers and, and bills are due and the mortgage has to be paid and the rent has to be paid and work is hard. And, and what am I working for anyway? And relationships and parenting and marriage and friendship. It's just too much. And life happens to you and it happens to me and it happens fast and it keeps coming and it keeps coming at you. And friends, it's so easy for you and for me to feel overwhelmed. I want us to take a few minutes and look at a guy who was overwhelmed. And, and he illustrates this so great. In fact, even if you're not a church person or a Bible person, you're probably familiar with aspects of his story. I mean, maybe you know the highlights, but I believe that his story is so relatable that wherever you are, regardless of where you are on your faith journey, there is something you can learn. Now, in the first part of the Bible, the Jewish scriptures called the Old Testament, there was a prophet by the name of Elijah, and his story is found in 1 Kings. And as with all good stories, there's a bad guy, right? There's a villain, and his name is Ahab. And, and the author says that he did more evil than any other kings who ruled before him. And so here's Elijah who's going to represent God. And here's Ahab who's going to represent evil. And Ahab is chasing and pursuing Elijah. And he had been doing so for years. And he wants to capture and destroy him. And we pick up the story in 1 Kings 19. It says Ahab got home. And he told Jezebel everything Elijah had done, including the way he had killed all the prophets of Baal. And so Jezebel sent this message to Elijah. May the God strike me and even kill me by this time tomorrow if I have not killed you as you killed them. So here's Jezebel the queen, the wife of King Ahab. She sends this messenger to Elijah and she basically says, I'm going to kill you. He's overwhelmed. See, my experience, when I feel overwhelmed, when life feels too much, I I kind of begin to feel like this bouncy ball. This is a little bouncy ball that I, whoop, that I got out of one of my kids' rooms. And, and when I feel overwhelmed, it's as if I bounce this, and it's like my thoughts and my emotions begin bouncing all over the room, and one minute they're there, and one minute they're there, and one minute I'm up there, and one minute I'm there, and I'm all over the place. And, and when, you, when we feel overwhelmed, when, when our thoughts, when our emotions, they're bouncing all over the place, it's easy for you and for me to make some common mistakes. 
And we've talked about these before, and we'll keep talking about them because they happen all the time, and they, they happen to me, they happen to you. I've seen them hundreds and thousands of times as a pastor. And, and these are common mistakes. And so I want you to look closely because you're going to see some common mistakes that I make, that you make, and Elijah made these same mistakes. I mean, look what he does. She says, I'm going to kill you. And he's in this next verse, three. Elijah was afraid, so he fled for his life. He went to Beersheba, a town in Judah, and he left his servant there. Then he went alone into the wilderness, traveling all day, and he sat down under a solitary broom tree, and he prayed that he might die. Okay, now, his, he's afraid he ran, but look what he does. His first mistake is that he shut people out. Look what it says. He left his servant there. He left his friend. He left his advisor. He left his support system. He shut up. He kept at arm's length. And then look what he says. He shut him out, and then it says he went alone into the wilderness. Alone. He isolated. He withdrew. See, the key word is isolation. It's isolated. He withdrew. And I've, I've done this so many times. I've seen this so many times. And what happens when the pressures of life, when the heat of life, when the stress of life, when it begins to, to dial up, the, the common, the natural, the default response of you and me is to run, is to withdraw, is to isolate. And what we do is we tend to create on the outside what it is we're feeling on the inside. See, we create our exterior world, our, our uh, external world. We tend to create in our external world what it is we are feeling on the inside, in our internal world. And what happens is we cut off, we keep at arm's length. Those who love us, those who actually could give us hope, those who could actually help. And, and the writer says that Elijah, he, he fled and, and he left his servant there. He shut him out. And he went alone into the wilderness, traveling all day, and he sat under a broom tree, and he prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord. He said, take my life, for I am no better than my ancestors who have already died. You ever felt that way? I've just had enough. I can't take it anymore. I'm trying to pay the bills. I'm working my tail off, and just one more thing broke. Can anything else go wrong? I'm in a relationship, and I'm trying, and I'm trying, and I'm trying, but it's just not getting any better. I can't take it anymore. My schedule's crazy. I'm working and working and working, and I just can't get ahead. It's just not getting any better. I can't take it anymore. Why is my life so hard? Now, a serious moment here. If you have thoughts like he did of ending your life, I just pray, please reach out. Don't act out. Life is hard. We are here to help. Reach out. Don't act out. See, here's another mistake that Elijah made and we make. We focus on the negative. Look what he says. I've had enough. I'm no better than my ancestors who've already died. He said, that's it. I've had enough. Life isn't going to get any better. I'm not... I'm never going to change. I can't lose weight. I'm just like my dad. I'm always going to struggle financially. I can't overcome this addiction. It's just kicking my butt. I can't do it. We, why is it that, that we tend to focus on the negative? Why do I see the negative and the struggle as opposed to the positive? See, we tend to focus on the negative. 
And here's another mistake he made. Elijah just forgot God. And, here, and here's what's crazy. If you, if you read the entire story, if you read his entire story, every step of the way, every moment, every situation, every time Elijah was up against a challenge, God came through. God was present. God provided. God protected. God always, and I use that word, always came through. And here he was facing his problems but he was forgetting his God who always came through. And Elijah forgot who he was, and he forgot who God is. Verse 5 says, He lay down and he slept under a broom tree. But as he was sleeping, the angel of God touched him and said, Get up and eat. He looked around, and there beside his head was some bread baked on hot stones and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. I mean, what do you do, right, when you're overwhelmed, when you feel depressed? You sleep and eat, you sleep and eat. You can't sleep, you can't eat all at the same time. Verse 7, look at this. The angel of the Lord came again and touched him and said, Get up and eat some more, for the journey ahead will be too much for you. That The angel touched him. This is the presence of God. The, the presence of God touched him. The, the presence of God was restoring his health, his mental, his emotional, his physical, his spiritual help. I mean, the, the imagery I, I get here is like when my six-year-old son gets hurt, which seems to happen every day, and he starts crying, owie, 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 what do I do? I, I try to get him on the sofa, and I, I sit close, and I put my arm around him, and I hold him tight, and I reassure him, I'm here, it's going to be okay. Breathe. Breathe. I don't necessarily solve the issue. I don't fix the problem, but I just provide comfort. See, and there's this sense that God, this touch, this imagery of God just putting his arm around it and reassuring, I'm here. It's going to be okay. Just breathe. And so the angel of the Lord came and he touched him. And he said, get up and eat some more for the journey ahead will be too much for you. Don't miss this. Here's the big idea. The journey ahead. You see this? The journey ahead. This speaks to the future. The future. See, the hope of the future. Meaning, hey, Elijah, it's not over yet. It's not over yet. I haven't given up on you. There is more. Don't quit. Don't give up. There is hope. There is opportunity. There is more. The journey ahead. But look what he says. This is so great. The journey ahead, look, is too much for you. I mean, this, this is the beautiful thing about God. He's like, I'm not done with you. Let's go. Let's eat. There's more. You're made for more. You have so much meaning. You have so much significance. There's so much purpose. Oh, by the way, all of that's true, but guess what? The journey ahead is too much for you. Listen closely, friends. Let me just say a word about purpose. Let me just say a word about your purpose. Your purpose will always be bigger than you. See, you were made on purpose, with purpose, for a specific purpose. You are a once 
in history opportunities. You have gifts and talents and abilities and experiences and circumstances. No one else has. No one's ever had. No one else will have the same opportunities and talents and gifts as you. But guess what? Living your purpose, fulfilling your purpose will always be too much for you. It's too great for you. It will always be too much. It's going to require too much risk and too much courage and too much boldness. And it's going to take you beyond what you can think. It's going to take you beyond what you can even dream. It's going to take you beyond what you can even imagine. The journey ahead, it's too much for you. I mean, think about it. If it's not too much for you, if it's easy, then what are you doing? I mean, anything worth it, anything worth having, a, a, a marriage or parenting or being a leader or living your purpose, your, your, it, it's going to be hard. It's going to be too much. There's going to be stress. There's going to be pressure. In fact, I would say that's an indicator that you may be in the right place. Let, let me just get really practical with you for a minute. And again, there is tons we could say here. We could go on for a long time and we could create weeks and weeks and weeks around this. But I believe there's a, a few daily practices that, that distinguish those who endure and those who, versus those who quit, or those who make it and those who don't. And I think one of the, the daily practices is the start of the day. See, how you start your day matters. Starting your day by gaining perspective Matter. See, the difference between those who start the day with prayer, God, what are you doing? What are you saying? Those who engage God in his word versus those who jump onto their, their news media or their social media or their email. Right? There's a massive difference between going, good morning, God. What are you saying to me? What are you doing today? What, what, what are the people you're going to have me encounter? What are, what are the places you want me to go? How you start your day matters. Another practice is, is the idea of doing life with other people. In fact, saying, I will not attempt to lead myself by myself. See, the natural, the natural pull when we feel overwhelmed, when we feel stressed, is to retreat. It's to isolate. It's to do what Elijah did. It's to run away, to go alone. But, but the reality is we need each other. We were created for community, we need people that we can lean on. We need people that, that, that we can be, do life together, that we can link arms together. It's why here at Miami Church we have what we call neighborhood teams. The, the idea that we do life with each other. We, we do community. We join together. We, we do life. And, and there's going to be times that I'm going to need to lean on you. And there's going to be times when, when you're going to need to lean on me. But, man, I can't do life alone. Friends, I can't tell you. The natural, the normal response when you feel overwhelmed, when the heat of light is to retreat, to isolate like Elijah did, but actually the opposite is where you find life and hope and peace, right? Together, I will not attempt to lead myself by myself. Now, look what Jesus says in, in John 16, 33. Right? He said, hey, you will have trouble. But look what else he says. He says, hey, just want you to know, in this world you will have trouble, right? but take heart, I've overcome the world. And oh, by the way, I can be your peace. But he's saying, hey, listen, life is going to be hard. You're going to have 
obstacles and challenges and then it, and to accomplish your purpose. To be, it's, it's too much for you. It's bigger than you. You can't even dream or imagine. It's just too much for you. But guess what? In the midst of the journey, in the midst of the journey towards your purpose, in the midst of your journey toward your meaning and your significance, you can still be at peace. Well, I mean, it's crazy. It's overwhelming. It's too much. You can still have peace. In fact, Jesus says, I'm the prince of peace, and in a relationship with me, I can give you peace. I can give you peace. He wants you to experience peace, peace that passes human understanding, meaning peace that you can't explain, like, oh, you don't have the words to, there's not English words or Spanish words, there's just not words in the, in the dictionary to describe this kind of peace. And Jesus is inviting you, and he's inviting me, he says, hey, Come to me, all, all you who, who are weary. When the burden is to it, come to me and, and come walk with me and I will give you rest. And there's meaning and purpose in a life with Jesus. See, friends, life is hard. Life will be hard. Life is always going to be hard. But we can, through life, as we, as we journey together, we can find ultimate peace in Jesus. And he's inviting you in that today. He's inviting you in that turn, right? He's, he, it's as if he's standing here with his hand out saying, hey, come to me. Grab my hand. Come. Take the step. In fact, in fact, coming up on the 28th is, is baptism celebration, right? The first step in following Jesus is baptism. And some of you right now, you need to take that step. You've been kind of keeping Jesus. You've been keeping this idea at arm's length. But now you just need to take that step. And you need to, to put in the, in the comments right now, you need to send us an email, hello at MiamiChurch.com, and say, hey, I'm in. I need to take the step. I, I want to start with the peace. See, it starts there. The journey ahead's too much for you. It starts with finding a relationship and ultimate peace in Jesus. And then beyond that, you can begin to live your purpose and do it together in community, and God's inviting you into that now. God, I pray over every person that's listening to my voice right now. God, some who are going through some really hard challenges. God, some who are ready to quit, who are ready to give up. Some who may just go, you know what, it's just going to be easier to walk away than it is to, to have resolve and determination. God, I pray they won't give up. God, I pray that first and foremost they'll know that you're with them. God, yes, the journey ahead is too much. I can't do it. They can't do it. But God, we can. With you, we can. Together, we can. And so, God, I pray that they would just lean to you, reach out their hand, and take your hand, God, and walk with you. God, I pray, God, that as a community, we would just link arms together and do this crazy thing called life together. God, because you have so much for us, so much opportunity, so much that we can do, God. And so we thank you for that. We thank you for Jesus. And we pray in his name. Amen. Thanks so much for listening today. We would love to hear from you. You can always reach out to us on our social media channels or send us an email at hello at miamichurch.com. Also, be sure to subscribe because you don't want to miss out on any future conversations. I hope our time together inspired you to take your next step in your faith journey.